0: Okay, so we start with a quick recap. So we Muslims, we believe we have a message from outer space, from the creator of the heaven and the earth. So we submit to the will of his sender. This message was delivered to us by an illiterate Arab man from a cave near Mecca. In this podcast, I will take you over this message in English. Uh, It is impossible for me to replicate its beauty in any other language, so I will just focus instead on bringing you the English meaning as much as is possible. No more and no less. So Quran's first surah, Al-Fatiha. Starts by teaching mankind to praise, glorify, and invoke Allah, the manager and nurturer of all things, sovereign of the day of recompense. It follows by how to call for succor and ask for guidance in the ways of the blessed, not those who incurred anger, nor, nor those who went astray. The second surah of Quran starts by answering the call. Here is your guidance, spoken in the same letters you use. This guidance is for the muttaqin. if you remember this is a critical word. Those who act to protect themselves, albeit it doesn't yet say from what do they protect themselves. Those muttaqin, they yu'minuna, in the beyond. So they are seekers looking for Allah. They erect the connection to Allah and spend of what Allah bestowed upon them. Yu'minuna is a critical word if you remember. Same origin as the word amen, to deliver your heart in peace, trust, acceptance, to follow. They also, so these people, those muttaqin, they minuna also in what was brought down to you and what was brought down before you. We wondered uh, what were those books of Allah that came before and who were those people that received these books and they believe in? Allah is up above and he sends things down to us. Those muttaqin, they are upon the guidance you called for in the Fatiha. They are the absolute winners, the triumphant. Those who kafaru, this is if you remember another critical word, Those with the intention, those who act to prevent themselves from receiving Allah's light, whether you warn them or not, they will not accept this message. Allah sealed their hearts, veiled their sights and hearing, and to them is great punishment. Now we just continue with the focus of this episode, those who seek to deceive Allah and to corrupt Allah's message and people. So, ayah number eight, and of mankind, they who say, in Allah and the later day, and they are not mu'minun. Amanahir is a form of yu'minun. Mu'minun is an adjective. It describes those who yu'minun. So these people are claiming to be uh, of the people of Allah, but Allah tells us that they lie. I and I. They attempt to deceive Allah and they who amanu. And they do not deceive but themselves and they do not feel. So I'll just break this into two parts. The first part is they attempt to deceive Allah and they who amanu. So those people mentioned in the previous ayah, they are not those who harbor doubts. They are not people who still have questions. They are not people who are swayed and they go back to, uh, to the ways of Allah. They are people who intend to lie. They are not in doubt. They are not confused. They are doing so in order to, see, to deceive, trick, or manipulate. The second part of the ayah, and they do not deceive but themselves. So they only think they are smart at everyone. They do not comprehend how exposed they are. They do not realize that everyone knows them for what they are. Think of a brown noser. Think of the cliche salesman swearing on his mother's grave. He is giving you the greatest deal ever and he is losing money on this trade or deal. Think of a politician promising you the moon for your vote, going through the motions, even though everyone knows him for a liar and a deceiver. But they only deceive themselves. The final part of the ayah, and they do not feel. The Arabic word used here is actually overloaded to deliver two messages. The first message is that those who seek to deceive Allah and the Muminun, they do not sense or feel how exposed they are. It also means that they are unfeeling, uncaring, hard, calculating types. Nothing touches their hearts except for their own personal earthly goals. They do not care who is hurt or deceived. The world be damned as long as they get what they want and reach their desires. Allow me to make a quick detour. You might have noticed me overusing the word and in this specific part. It is because the Arabic equivalent is only one letter, which is wa. It is used differently. So wa in Arabic is used not unlike a common English to sequences and set up conditions, but it has an actual effect on what comes after it or before it. It is important to understand that in this context, this letter is used to set up a few conditions. And later on, a different different letter is used to say so or then this happened. So this is why I opted to use wa to avoid ruining the causation setup. So I'll just keep using and in place of wa. Despite the way it sounds in English, and this is to stay closer to the meaning of the text. Ayah ten. And their hearts is a disease. So Allah increased their disease, and theirs are painful tortures for their lives. Allah tells us that those uncaring types, they have diseased hearts, the manifestation of which we saw in the previous ayah, and their uncaring nature and disregard for anything but their own schemes and goals. So Allah increased their disease and theirs are, per, are painful tortures for their lies. The Arabic version, is actually overloaded to mean that uh, they are going to be uh, awarded with painful tortures because of the act of their lying and the content of their lies. So remember when we said, uh, or what we said earlier about the letter wa replacing and, and the process of uh, causation, uh, and building the conditions to set up causation. In the past two ayahs, we learned that, and there are those who say, And they are not what they say, and they deceive only themselves, and they do not feel, and their hearts are diseased. In every one of these instances, wa was used. And so the next, so Allah increased their disease, and theirs are painful tortures for their lives. The letter used here is fa in Arabic, which is the causation chain here. So you have a few times where wa is used, it is followed by fa or thumma which is to show that there is a relationship between these two and these conditions. This begs the question, who are those people who claim to believe in Allah and in fact they don't? Who, who, which other nation on earth besides Muslims actually said or say or said even back then that they believed in Allah and Allah is exposing to them that they are liars, that they're not truly uh, believing in Allah or they're not of his people? Ayah 11, and if they are told, do not corrupt in the land said they verily we are redeemers and this is an important point so people will actually tell them that look what you're doing is just it's up to no good you're just destroying the earth you're destroying whatever we're trying to build as a society together for example or resources or wasting or whatever or hoarding and if they are confronted if they are told this they actually feel indignant they feel as if they are attacked look who we are not corrupting the land What we're doing is the right thing. It helps this land, it helps this society, it helps those people. We are doing this because it's in the name of Allah, in the name of goodness, in the name of God, in the name of all good things in this world. Ayah 13 And if they are told, Aminu, same as did the people, said they, Are we to nu'minu, same as the fools? Verily, they are the fools, but they do not know. So I will split this into two parts. The first part, and if they are told, Aminu, same as did the people, they say, are we to know minu same as the fools? If they are confronted about their evil, about their plans, about what they're doing, if they are, all, if they are told to open their hearts to what Allah brought down, same as everyone else, their tongues actually betray their disdain for the people of Allah. Are we to believe like the fools did? The next part of the ayah is, Verily, they are the fools, but they do not know. So they are the fools, but they do not know. The Arabic word, la alamun is overloaded to mean that they do not know they are the fools and also means that they actually do not know anything in the absolute. Those elites and experts, those society leaders and celebrities, those cult leaders who disdain others, they are actually the most ignorant, ignorant of all of us. They mess around with their societies, claiming they are in the know. Those elites and experts, they do not know what they are talking about. Ayah 14. And if they met those who amanu, they say amanna, and when they connive with their shaitans, they say we are with you, we are but mockers. And when they are cornered, when their arguments fail to sway, they claim that their hearts have warmed and that they are they minuna now. But as they are conniving or consorting uh, with their shaitans, the Arabic word here is khalaw, which does not have any direct translation in English. It actually means to be alone with someone or some group. So as they are away from prying eyes, outside of earshot with their shaitans, They're absolutely in the clear on their lies. We are with you. We are mocking those fools. So uh, as a bit of a detour, if we're reading Quran in order, as we're doing right now, this is the first time the word shaitan is used. Shaitan in its Arabic root means burning in excess, to ruin. So um, imagine an overly burned piece of meat until it is not edible or useful for anything. So shaitan is whatever pushes you to revel in your excesses, to overstep your bounds until it ruins you. So this could mean the internal machinations of a man's soul, or the external influences like friends, work, alcohol, etc. So their shaitans in this context is their cult of excess, those who can go to each other to keep going, to debase debase, uh, themselves more in their excesses and debaucheries. They do this because they refuse to accept Allah's message. They choose to enjoy the here and now. They are so smart after all, don't forget, they are attempting to deceive Allah. So so this is why they cannot say this out loud. And so they clamor around their shaitans. we are with you. They say, we are just mocking those ignorant ones. Ayah 15. Allah ridicules them and induces them in their adult transgressions. So Allah mocks those fools who think they can deceive their maker. Allah goads them, entices them with favorable conditions, pushes them to keep going and ruin themselves further. The Arabic word for transgression here is uh, طغيانهم. It is a heavier word than transgression. It means to exceed in a bad way, to go beyond means and bounds. So a few examples, you know, outside of the flow of the ayah itself, consider the incredibly high suicide rates amongst people who burn themselves in their addictions, and how many of them end up on the streets. Consider how many of the mighty have fallen when their scandals erupted, how many of the rich and famous absolutely ruined themselves in their pursuit of their next high. So the Arabic word used here is actually ya'mahoon. It means that they are drunk on their perceived power or status. They are befuddled. They are not thinking straight. Ayah 16. They are the ones who purchase deviance for guidance. No gain in their commerce. And they would have never found the way. So those are the ones who consciously chosen deviance over Allah's guidance. There is no gain in their commerce, which is another reminder of the day of recompense. This is their choice and trade. They are to be delivered what they paid for in full, an absolute loss and they would have never found the way. The Arabic version, which is Wama kanu is overloaded to mean that they, would, they were not on the way in the first place, and they would have never found the way uh, at all. Ayah 17. Their example is like he who carefully ignited a fire. So once it lit all around him, Allah took their light and left them in darkness, unseeing. This example is to show how great and effective their schemes are, like a man who carefully ignited a fire to look at his surroundings. Once he is done looking, Once he figured out his plan, Allah took away his light and left him in total darkness and seeing. They write entire books about resetting the world. They claim that the future is made by them, yet their plans are as good as if they were made in total darkness. Ayah 18 Deaf, dumb, blind, so they do not retreat. They are deaf, dumb, and blind to the warning signs that all is not well, that whatever they are doing is damaging themselves and their families, their societies, everything around them. They do not change course. They keep marching on to their dooms. Ayah 19 Or like a sky born deluge, laden with darkness, thunder, and lightning, they place their fingers in their ears through thunderclap, weary of death, and Allah encompassed the Kafirun. So another example of them begins by painting a picture of a massive rain, total darkness, lightning, and thunder. They are there, shaking with fears, fingers and ears, Weary of death, too many things happening, winds howling, wet clothing, shivers, a storm of variables all around them. Allah has those kafirun encompassed in his power. This is their situation as they are trying to deceive Allah to affect change. Note here that Allah referred to those deceivers as kafirun. So remember that this means that they opted to cover the light of Allah to deny themselves and deny others, even when they claim to be of the people of Allah with their tongues. Ayah 20 Lightning near snatches their sights Whenever it blazes for them, they walk in it. And if they, and if it went dark, they stop. And if Allah willed, gone are their hearing and sight. Verily, Allah has over all things dominance. The lightning nearly burns their eyes out. They walk in whatever glimpses they see in its flash and stop when it's dark again. They are practically just jerking and twitching with every flash of lightning. This is how effective their schemes and plans are. And if Allah willed it, Allah would have taken away their senses and left them unable to even twitch in the flash of of lightning strikes. Verily, Allah has dominance on all things. The Arabic word here is uh, Al-Qadir. It's again overloaded. It means Allah has control over everything. And it also means Allah is capable of anything. This section actually concludes a very important message to those who yu'minuna. You're not accountable for those who deny. It is not your burden. Deliver Allah's message and leave them to their devices. Know that they do not reject you, they are choosing to reject Allah's message. Some will deny you right away, the kafirun of our last episode if you remember. They might stay away from you or fight you. They are still direct and clear in their rejection of Allah's message. Regardless of how you argue with them, they won't believe. Some are actually wearing the trappings of the people of Allah, claiming that what they do is for the good of the land, for the good of everyone, for the good of society and mankind, even as everyone knows they are up to no good. And as people tell them all over the place, don't do this, this is the wrong approach. They always scheme and try to make sure that they always maximize the returns and they, and they always achieve what they want. They are fools. Don't worry about them and their machinations. They are within Allah's power. They will not succeed unless it's Allah's will they do. Thank you for listening. Next episode, we're going to read about who Allah is. How do, you know, how do we know that this is His message to us and what are His demands of us? Thank you and catch you all next episode.